Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, it's Vishan, the co-founder of Dope Black Woman. And on this episode, we're going to be speaking about what it's like growing up with acne and living with acne as an adult. And I'm joined by not only a friend, but also the founder of Don't Pop That Spot, Afia. So, hey girl, welcome to the podcast. Hello, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm good, I'm really good. I'm actually excited to be here because I haven't had like a sit down sort of interview and chat about anything in ages so it feels nice yeah and I feel like this is something we both kind of like bonded over you've obviously got your really good Instagram page and community and I've seen you doing like articles and other stuff around this sort of conversation so I thought I I genuinely thought not because I know you I genuinely thought (laughs) this would be a great person to talk to about this conversation but before we get into acne before we get into skin positivity before we get into the wider conversation we always ask our guests one question, and that is, what makes you a dope black woman? <sighs> it's so weird to be to like be in a position to big yourself up, so bear with me. But that's the point. That's why yeah. we started doing that, because we realised that a lot of women, and black women in particular, we kind of downplay ourselves. We don't really talk ourselves up when we're in rooms. Like, especially if you think about like the workplace as well, you you might have an accolade and it kind of gets overlooked because someone else might might kind of get the accolade for you on your behalf. No, you know I understand, I mean? yeah. When you're not in senior positions and stuff. So yeah, what, what, what makes you a dope black woman? What makes me a dope black woman? No, I think it's definitely very good to ask that and make us think, what actually makes us so special? Um, I think for me, I don't let things deter me and I don't let, life and the things that happen in life whether they be difficult times or any negative experiences I don't let them affect my plans and the journey that I think God has written out for me I always just make sure I rise above challenges and get stuff done no matter what the circumstance and I think also not only that that not only do I do that for myself I try and encourage others to do that for themselves like Mm -hmm. just seeing other people achieve things just makes me so happy or seeing someone's mindset change in a position where they think that they're what they want to do is impossible they don't know anybody that does that or they just think it's like a far a far-fetched goal I love to empower people to um just go for what they want because life is way too short so I think yeah the way I care for my own self and others 
makes me dope. I love that. I think there's there's two parts to my response to that. On one hand, I felt triggered. <laughs> I was like, when you was like, deter people from the, I was like, do you know what? I'm someone who like, not all the time, most of the time I step out in fear, but there's something recently that like, I know I should be doing more of that I'm kind of shook to do that I feel like I've been called to do. So like I, you saying that was just affirming it because on my list of things to do, are currently all the things that are going to help me get that goal and it's just not getting done. So that was one part. And then the other thing is, is that um, I literally, just before this call, finished my therapy sessions. Um, so I had a course for like 20 weeks and I finished it. And, he, and my therapist asked me, he goes, like how do you, compared to how you was at the beginning, how do you feel now? And then he showed me this graph because I've got to fill out this like form at the end of every session. And he showed me this graph of like, how I've been managing that like, depression or anxiety. And like, I was going there for a trauma related incident, but he was showing me the graphs on all these things. And when I, when I saw the improvement, I had tears in my eyes. Aww. Because every week I just fill out this silly form and I'm always cussing like, oh, another form, another form, another form. <laughs> but, but looking at it, it was like, before there's like, there's like five categories. Before I was in that, that's the highest or second highest. And now I'm in the lowest or I'm in the one below low, which is healthy. And wow. I was just thinking like, you really got to put the work in. And he was talking about how do you think it's going to change your life now and impact your life? And I was like, I can just live life more freely. So no, that's just, I just wanted to respond and say that because it just feels very timely. Oh, that's beautiful. I think therapy is so good. And it's so good that they were actually tracking it and you can actually see the progress on paper. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'll cry now. <laughs> no, no. We're not, we're not, we're not going to cry, girl. We're not going to do that today. No, 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 no. <laughs> but something I wanted to ask you, yeah? And this might have seemed like a weird question, but I want you to just answer it truthfully. Sure. The phrase, don't pop that spot, what does it mean to you? So, I think it was a play... It's kind of sarcastic, like, don't pop that spot, because that was something that I was told from my whole acne experience, which was just like, oh, just leave them alone, don't pop the spot, like, don't pop that spot, all of that sort of thing, um, as if that was some sort of solution or <laughs> that it was me that was now popping them, was making them worse. And I think that was just, yeah, I was just always told that. So, yeah, I kind of just used it to kind of, almost as like a laugh back to all the people that told me to just not pop my spot because acne is so much more deeper than just that one phrase that a lot of people can just chuck out mm-hmm. and tell you like it's kind of like they they like to make it a you problem like it's something that you're doing mm-hmm. um so I would just wanted to flip that back and be like yeah I mean it's more than that but you know it's, it, I mean it's true though don't pop your spots but um that's not why you're getting acne if you are popping spots and there's good ways and healthy practices in popping spots but that's a whole nother deep thing yeah because Obviously, I knew that was the name of your platform, but when I wrote it out today on my notes, I said, I feel triggered. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I felt sad. In a weird way, I, I felt sad. I don't want you to sad. keep feeling triggered. No, no, no. <laughs> Normally, it's fine. But because I knew I was coming into this conversation, and this is something that mm-hmm. I haven't ever spoken about, realistically. Yeah. Um, but I kind of felt triggered because I was like, the amount of pe- And it's for all the reasons that you just said, but the amount of people that told me when I was younger, don't pop that spot, you're going to get more spots. Keep saying that. That's actually not real. That's actually not true. It's actually not true. Or I'd have friends that had clear but skin. But also, what they're saying, are you like, It's actually me? not beneficial. Yeah. <laughs> because also, I feel like now I'm an adult. Um, I don't know if, I've, if what I've got is even classed as acne, but I feel like I've had issues of spots and issues involving skin. I would say 
from for like four years. So I got it quite late. Um, but mine's actually relating to food. And all these people that were like, don't pop their foot. They didn't say, do a, do a, a non-tolerant, an intolerance test. They didn't say anything that was actually right. Thank you. When I went to see a, a, a um, what are they called? When I, went to, when I went to see a dermatologist, a dermatologist on the NHS, she was just like, oh, I can't, your skin's fine. I can't help you. And I'm like, sis, it's not fine. It's not, it's not Dietitian? fine. Yeah, but it was only until I did like, um, I did a bio scan. I don't know if you've heard of that. It's basically where you put your hand on this like, I'm probably not explaining it in the best way, but you put your hand on this like silver metal thing and it basically tells you what's wrong with your body. Wow. But like when I, when I cut out dairy, that was a game changer. And when I reduced my intake of tomatoes, game changer. Tomatoes? Yeah, because it was on okay. the silly intolerance list and I love tomatoes. Really? Trust it to be all the things you love. <laughs> yeah. But, it, but, it, but what it made me realise is that all those people, which I genuinely believe do have positive intentions when they're like, don't pop that spot. But they also don't actually have information or stats that they're, back in, that they're basing us on to tell me that. Do you get what I mean? Like, you must have heard so many times people like, make sure you drink two litres a day and it'll help you with your spots. Bro, you could drink four litres a day. Exactly. If the issue is cont- containing to food or containing to an allergy in your house, for example, or whatever, the water is not helping. No, yeah, no, I totally agree. I think because of things like, you know, the fact that people are going online and talking about their skin experiences and because the discussion is a more a thing now, I think there's just more information mm-hmm. and there's more dermatologists and there's more people specialising in certain skin types. I think now we know more or we seek to find out because there's actually always an answer to everything. But I think back then, or just the people that usually say these things, they just didn't get that information or it was just something that people, yeah, you've got spots and yeah, you just move on and get on with it and just don't pop that spot. (laughs) But I think now it's like, okay, I've got this, but why do I have this? How do I get rid of it? How do I, like, there's all these different things. So we definitely have more information and it's not as simple as... Yeah, just stop popping your spots. Do you know what I found really interesting though as well was learning like where different spots on your face show up and what it means. So like, you know, like if you have spots by your chin, typically that's like hormonal spots. If you have spots on your cheek, that's meant to be related to diet. And if you have spots on your forehead, I think it's meant to be related to stress. When I was at uni, my forehead was spot in, boy. My forehead was full of spots. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's so good because you can actually work on the specific thing and, yeah, you can usually see results. But me, I, well, my spots were just everywhere um, for years um, and now that I've controlled things a lot more, it's definitely just, like, mm-hmm. the chin, jaw area, which is just hormonal, so, yeah. So how would you describe your current relationship with your skin? <sighs> Currently, I think it's much better. It's definitely fluctuated, but... Currently, I'm in a good place. I've made sure that I seek the right information from the right people. Mm-hmm. I think before, I was just looking at it as a thing. I was just like, I've kind of just got to deal with it and, you know, not really putting much research into it. But now, I'm like, listen, I need to pay for whatever I need to pay for. The Like, the NHS has been really supportive, but they're slow. So... <laughs> All in the waiting processes, I have just been, you know, paying for what I need to pay for the, the different services, 
which is sad that, you know, it has to become, like, a monetary thing, but it's got me to the position where I can... I mean, I was always, like... I never really was the type of person that was, like, always, like, covering up my acne or, like, like putting so much makeup on and all of that sort of stuff. Um, So I can't say, like, now I can look in the mirror and be confident because I feel like I just adopted that attitude of, this is actually my skin, like, I don't know what you want me to do about it. So I've always been confident in that regard, but I think... I can now be... It's just not on the forefront of my mind as much as it used to be because, one, things have gotten much better, but through the promotion of Don't Pop That Spot and just by promoting the acne positivity message, I've made it that acne isn't something that I'm going to let hinder me. So I had this one... This spot that came, it's Mm. even still doing something. It's like it's it just keeps rebirthing. I don't know who asks it to, but it keeps coming back. But I'm almost looking at it as like a challenge. Like, okay, spot, it's me and you. Like, how we are combating you, and I combated it. Then it came back, and I said, okay, round two. Like, what do you want next? So, I'm just looking at as it's just it's just life. Like, I don't let my skin affect me before. It used to, how my skin looked would just like determine how my mood was. How my skin looked would determine whether, am I going out today or we're going to wait and see? Do I need to reschedule that date? Like all these different things would be surrounded. Like my skin was the first thing mm-hmm. and then everything else followed. But now, you better take me as I am. This is, this is it. This is it. So I'm in a good place. I think it's interesting that you said that you kind of have always been like, this is my skin, this is my skin, because it wasn't until you started your page that I even knew that you had acne. And I'd, I'd, really? I'd obviously known you in, like, I would say maybe your most challenging times in dealing with it, but I never ever looked at you and saw acne. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, and I think it's yeah. interesting because when we're having this conversation now, I'm like, there's been a lot of times and experiences I've been in where I felt like people look at me and see spots or they see hyperpigmentation. But in the same way, I wasn't able to look at you and see that. There's probably people who don't feel the same way with me. And I, do you know what I find weird as well, yeah? That's is that like, so interesting. Very similar to you. I, my response to dealing with my spots, which at some points were very mad, yeah? It was a muscle <laughs> But my, my way of dealing with it was never to put makeup on or to, contr- or to cover it up. And it was really backwards, because I remember I was working somewhere and there was a girl that I worked with and we both had really bad um, skin concerns. Um, and they both showed up through spots, basically. And she would just plaster her face with makeup. And we used to always talk about it. And she was like, I feel more confident this way because like, it's covered. And for me, I was the opposite. I was like, I feel more confident when it's out because I feel like if I wear makeup and then you randomly see me without it, now I'm some horror show. Do you get what I mean? Now it's like, wow, where did this come from? <laughs> no, so I, I always it. found it better to like kind of not to not... What I'm saying is the reason why I think I've managed to kind of be like you and it not get me down entirely is because I always showed it. And I felt like if I was to, to mm, have done the reverse and like covered up with makeup, then it would have been more of an issue. I definitely, yeah, no, I get that. That's so interesting that you basically didn't know. I think there's probably two reasons why. Because I think obviously like your aura and the way you are and the way you present yourself, like almost like, I, I think I probably would have, that would have, taken over rather than seeing yeah. the skin because I, I, I wasn't focused on it myself so I wouldn't have then made other people focus on it but then at the same time because my I think well from what I think I've worked out I think I do have some gut issues um but I think also mine is just really like hormonal that's been my main 
thing. So you could mm-hmm. literally see me. And that's why I started the page because you could see me one week and my skin looks fine. One night could pass and I wake up and it's as if my skin is just not happy at all. So potentially you may have caught me on those days where it wasn't fine, but that's how, um, that's how much it literally would flip about like days. I'd be good. Then the next week it'd be crazy. So it might have been that as well. Well, you said a moment ago that, you know, right now you're, you would say that your skin is in a really good place, but kind of talk to me about your journey into getting it, to where it is now yeah oh so the journey it's been crazy i mean i remember spots becoming because you know when something's not really a thing until other people mention it a hundred so i remember somebody like people at school like you'd get the odd spot here and there and then i didn't really look at it as a problem until people would be like oh you've got a spot on your nose or oh you've got a spot here like then i was like right okay like maybe uh, do I have a spot issue like it wasn't until other people brought it up that I felt like okay maybe there is something worth like looking into more deeply then I don't actually remember like why at 12 I don't remember learning the connection between like okay yeah acne is something that can be medically treated but I remember telling my mum that I need to go to the GP for it I don't know who even told me that spots were like a GP thing but maybe I've done my research, <laughs> who knows? Um, yeah, so I remember going to the GP, um, being prescribed loads of antibiotics. I remember, at, I think I was 12, and they were basically saying, you can go on the pill if you want. My mum was like, pill for who? For what? For what reason? That is not happening. No, no, no. So, um, yeah, they talk about loads of different options, like creams, tablets, etc., and the pill. My mum ruled that out before I even had time to understand pill for what. I was just like, mm-mm. <laughs> um, so I was on antibiotics. Um, and yeah, I remember it worked and then it stopped working. It worked and it stopped working. And at the same time, being on antibiotics isn't good for your body in general because it's weakening your immune system because you're constantly taking antibiotics and it's compromising your body being able to fight things off for itself. So that was just a whole process. And then I remember that was probably throughout the whole... So I was 12 in, like, year 8. And then I remember maybe year 11, going into sick form. It kind of settled itself because I wasn't really taking anything, but I was using, um, like, over-the-counter products, boots, super drug that was, like, acne-specific. I kind of decided that I don't need just the basic dry skin, sensitive skin, oily skin. Like, I'm looking for ones that are acne specific and to be fair they were keeping things pretty calm and then I went to uni and my whole uni experience was just wild in general like loads of my friends that I was at uni with they're like this and you're like obviously every uni is hard for everybody but my things were just like the external things happening the things in my life that were, like it was just wild like those three to four years of my life were crazy life was life in oh in, in a way like in a serious way and as you said like stress can trigger acne and all these different things I think it was in my I think it was my because I went uni dropped out and went back I think it was in my second year of my second time going to uni Mm -hmm. that my skin went crazy and at this point I wasn't taking I hadn't didn't use any medical um products I kind of was in a position of like just my face was okay like the odd spot but who doesn't have the odd spot but it wasn't until that second year that it went wild 
And this is when I was like, right, what can I do about it? I started learning about like Roaccutane that people take when they've tried everything and the acne is just uncontrollable and it's a last resort, but it's known to like really, really help. Looked into it, heard about all the side effects and I was like, do you know what? This is, I mean, do I really need to put my body through all this just for clear skin? I wasn't really sure. And then it was then that I decided to start the page started don't pop that spot and it was meant to just be like a diary of like okay this is me every day trying to clear my skin but not have to end up using Roaccutane like what can I do that is everything other than that so I was like meeting different dermatologists I was just researching and getting advice from other people about what I can do and I ended up back on antibiotics and again they would help and they wouldn't help and there was a point of that time where the antibiotics made me so ill. Like, I was just getting sick and sick, missing lectures, missing deadlines. I was just bedbound. Like, I was ill, ill, ill because of how much antibiotics were in my body. Um, and then the skin was just there. It was just not really... Nothing was helping. And I'm, I cannot lie. My skin, the turning point happened when I got pregnant, which, again, weird, but I know people get acne when they're pregnant and mine was that's what i was gonna say i'm sure i've heard it's the reverse yeah exactly mine literally was the reverse it was the second trimester and my skin literally transformed that's the glowiest and like i've never seen my skin that clear ever and thank the lord and you know a touch wood that it stays this way but literally since then it's never really gone back to what it was pre-pregnancy so I can't lie, my son saved my skin. Like, I don't even know how. But I think it's all the... Because mine was all... Like, I've only kind of definitely worked it out now, but because mine was hormonal, it wasn't until that major hormonal shift of, obviously, pregnancy that my skin then changed. And since then, I still have um, a prescribed treatment that I use. But overall, it's nothing like, nothing like it used to be. Like, when I say... Like, before... Like, my pillow used to have blood. I was, like... It was sore to touch, moving my face. Like, even the way I'm talking about... Did you have... Is it called cystic spots, what you had? (sighs) It it always changed. There was, like, cystic where it was just, like, a whole area was just absolutely covered. There'd be... It was also quite rashy as well, um, with, like, white heads. It was all... All types of acne was happening on my face. And, yeah, it was... It was tough, but I don't know. I was never, I wasn't really sure what to do because I knew that antibiotics wasn't a long-term way of dealing with it. But at the same time, the things that I'd heard about Raccutane and just what it puts your body through, I was so scared to take it. But at the point I was pre-pregnancy, like obviously you can't be on it while you're pregnant anyway at all. Um, But I think that point just before then, I was probably at the cusp of being, like, the most willing to try it because it was a situation where I thought, I mean, nothing... Like, what else would help me at this point? And then, yeah, the got pregnant, and I guess that helped me. Well, we, we're, we're, back, we're thankful for this season, and we hope this season stays. Um, but, you know, we said... We, we kind of both said that, overall it didn't impact having spots or like when we've had like peak season, it hasn't really impacted our confidence. But was there any, was there, do you have any experience of where it impacted maybe your mental health? Yeah, I think, 
so often, no, when I say it didn't affect my confidence, I think I was always, I always made myself aware that, okay, there's all these things that you want to achieve in life, but you're really going to let your skin stop that. So it was definitely, I would say, deep down, I wasn't confident, but I had to just put on this armour and get on with it. That was yeah. my viewpoint. And it was yeah. like, okay, I think it was around the time that I was starting Don't Pop That Spot as well. I was like, okay, when people take their sort of um, negative experiences and use them to do positive things, that also can be a thing. So I was like, how do I use this these spots now that they're here and they're probably going to stay? How do I use them to my advantage? How do I make them my best friends? Yeah, like... I might as well, because they're not going. So let's make that my niche. Why not? Like, let's let's do that. So then I looked at it as actually, these spots, okay, they're here. And I think, oh my gosh, maybe I won't be able to do this and that. But why can't I be that person that has the spots and still does what they want to do? But I think, yeah, I was, as I said, like, deep down, I wasn't really confident because my skin would be what would lead my thoughts and my decisions because... I just would, it's not that I would, I would compare myself to other people, but it wasn't really, it was just like, gosh, like, imagine this wasn't a thing, how different life would be. And then I looked and I'm thinking, you shouldn't really think like that. It's not, it's sad. But I think I just had to, I just put it aside. I had to, because I couldn't then just, so then if someone had to look back and be like, oh, so what made you not do it? I'd be like, my skin. It's like, oh really that's not fair like don't do that to yourself you spoke about your in your journey like you was researching lots of different things to use from uh, from what we think is as early as 12 and i know from my own experience i remember going online and i'm not gonna lie i believed in these things you know i'd go on youtube and type in acne and i'd be like how i cleared acne in 24 hours (laughs) and i really thought like yeah if i follow these things my acne is gonna be gone and I also remember like watching adverts. I didn't necessarily buy into this, but like seeing adverts of like celebrities or whoever online, and they're like, buy this cream to keep your skin looking youthful. And I, and I find those things quite damaging, if I'm not gonna lie, because the people that are promoting those products most of the time don't actually use them, and also don't actually have problematic skin. So they're promoting the products oh with gosh. skin that's actually yes. inherently good. Do you get what I mean? So I wanted to ask you, like, being that you are now someone who's in the industry, you have a platform around skin, what's kind of your opinion on the portrayal of skincare in the media? There's a lot... It's it's difficult. It's really difficult because these days, everyone just wants information fast. People love a before and after. They love seeing skin transformations. Um, But at the end of the day, like, I think it's sad because there are going to be people that are naive to know that not gonna lie all of this is just a business like people are paid to share products people are paid to you know share their experiences and that's not gonna guarantee that people are truthful Mm -hmm. about them i think honestly you have to take everything you see online with a pinch of salt but it's sad because obviously the age that you typically um get acne because of course there's adult acne which I think, are we, is this adult? Am I, I don't know if I'm in I'm, that category anymore. Am I part of the club? I feel like, I feel am like. Am I part of it? We're on the cusp. We're on, on the, the cusp. cusp. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the age that you typically get it is like the hormonal, that 12, 13, 14, that sort of part of your life. And if those people are on the internet, like, 
what goes on in their mind is completely different and it's sad that that's why it's like it's beneficial but it's sad at the same time because there's that whole like imagine being 14 just going on your phone you've got acne and you can see mm-hmm. people that they just you know those tip top transitions they just show their skin then shush they show clear skin and all of this stuff it's probably it, it, it must be too much i don't think anyone should have to consume that much information all the time like people's phones are hooked to them and the algorithm you look at one skincare video then you'd be scrolling all night and that's all you're seeing <laughs> so i think it's, it's sad i think at the same time the internet and just the skincare online and all of that stuff it is also very beneficial i think my skin other than the pregnancy but just in terms of general like health of my skin if it wasn't for the internet, I, I, it wouldn't be in the place that it is now because I've met, I've had virtual consultations that have significantly improved my skin. So I think the internet and the industry being online is helpful, but I think the people, yeah, people, it's a business at the end of the day. So you are going to come across some people that aren't um, truthful and aren't honest in what they're um, portraying, but is what it is you just have to navigate it Mm -hmm. sensibly i remember watching a buzzfeed video a while ago and it was like something about i've got acne for a day in 24 hours and it was people that had really clear skin and they basically put acne on them obviously it was fake like using makeup and made them go out for the day and some of the things that they said wow yeah it it was a weird thing um Shout out to them. Um, But some of the things that people were saying, I just found really interesting because it kind of made me realise how, unless you experience something yourself, it really is a foreign experience to you. So there was like a girl who, obviously remember, this is not real. This is not real life. There was a girl and she was looking at herself and she was like, oh my gosh, what are people going to say? There was someone who said they had lots of experiences of people trying to console them, which is never helpful. Um, And there was someone else that also said that it it actually stopped them going out. Like they were meant to go out to eat with their friends and then they're like, okay, now I'm not going anymore because of the the spots and stuff on their face, which are actually fake. That's the reality. And that's something you spoke, you mentioned earlier on. So I wanted to ask you to just talk to me about kind of that experience of where your skin concerns at the time kind of stopped you doing everyday things. Yeah, I mean, oh gosh it's a sad it's sad it is very sad but the like, i think at a time when the acne was at its peak i was mainly in uni and yeah i think there's obviously i think it's it's actually mad and i think if i'm actually very very honest i would avoid things that were very intimate if it was just like okay people kind of see me from afar it wasn't it wasn't I don't mind, like, it's okay. But if it was like, okay, we're going to church and then after we're doing, I don't know, let's go to somebody's house and do the dirt, I'd probably avoid that one rather than the large church. Like, I'm just in the congregation. You shouldn't even be looking at me anyway, so <laughs> it's fine. But I remember being specific in those decisions, like, oh, this one's a bit intimate. Mm-mm. Or I'd be, I'd be, if I'm even more honest, I'd be so, say, because my thing was like, my skin was so annoying that it'd be just like, maybe one side is very problematic. So you would sit on the corner. Listen, I'm going to perch myself this way, 
I would be, even like, say we're going dinner, I would make sure, like, okay, if I sit on this side, like, I would rush to the seat, but obviously with sort dial, I'm not going to be that, I would just elegantly make my way to a specific seat so that, okay, maybe the people I'm sitting with won't have to look at it for so long, they just see it on that side or whatever, so I'd make strategic moves like that. Um, and that was the way to, like, make me still be sociable and make me... Because I enjoy, like, going out and all of that. But I was just like, oh, this is just a bit... And then even with wearing makeup as well, like, because, you know, you said you mentioned that your friend that would, like, purposely wear the makeup to cover it. But mm-hmm. I was just like, I just don't... I don't like... Because you can st- obviously still see it. I think... It, it, so it I would more, that, I think it even makes you look at it more. Yeah, this is the thing. Because most of the time, when people put makeup on... and. This, Hmm, does it sound problematic? Okay, I don't know. Let's, like, I'm just going to run with it. I'm going to be authentic. Most of the time people put makeup on, the aim is to look better than they are, yeah? Yes. So, and people, they normally, if they already have blemishes, if they already have dark circles, dark marks, those are normally hidden by the makeup. Right. The difference between having blemishes and hyperpigmentation versus spots or active spots is that it can't be hidden. Exactly. Because the 3D-ness of the spot is still there. It's even like, you know, I feel and like... And now you're adding... You're adding You're to adding the depth and layer and, and, and highlight and glisten. So now you've basically put a spotlight on the cheek that had the spot. A literal spotlight. And it's so frustrating yeah. because I do get it. You, sometimes you just want to hide it. And also, I think there are some makeup artists that are very good at somehow covering it. I don't know how they do it. Yeah. I remember when I was younger and do you remember that craze that came out and it was like... Um, the concealer, the, you use the like the... The, like one of your skin color, they use the green one, you use the red one, all these correcting oh, concealers. Gosh. That when I put it on my face, my face just went green and red. What, like, what the hell? But, like, <laughs> for, when I watch certain videos, it did work for them. Do you get what I mean? Like, it did, it did reduce it. But I think ultimately, whenever I see people who have like really active spots, mm-hmm. um, I feel like it just makes me look towards that direction more. That's the thing, but I, I would try and be. I would, everything was a strategy for me, like, in terms of makeup, in terms like, I would potentially try and decide where my parting is going based on what side of my face needs covering the most mm-hmm. all of these things but i didn't ever do it of like a oh my gosh like look at what i have to, the lengths i've got to go to to cover it was just like acne. it was like an automatic programming of how you yeah how you it was acted. just yeah. it's sensible yeah i was just like listen left cheek not today i guess it's no different to people who might feel like you know they put an extra few pounds they're gonna wear spanks you know Thank you. Exactly. It's the exact same thing. But not to say that people that... Because there are a proportion of people that are doing this and it's it's coming... It becomes like a addiction, but like a negative type of one. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, if there's nothing to hide it, that means I am actually stuck in my bedroom today. I think there is a, like a major, major... Um, like acne does have a major, major impact on people's mental health and yeah. I think in my situation and maybe our situation as well don't just put words into your mouth but we were on the positive side of that like we were just making things work and just getting on with it but there are a lot of people that they are not going out yeah strategic. I think I was like what you said before you know you said earlier you was like you was like deep down it was a confidence issue but you had to show up exactly so, so for me it was like so I had, a di- I had a condition which has a really long name, but the, the simple way of calling it is, a, is skin picking. So oh. part of my issue was that I would get spots and I wouldn't pop them, I would pick them. 
then the spots would then be bleeding and I would pick that. Ouch. And then it would start to scar and I would pick the scar. And it would be a continuous process of like, sometimes a spot could be literally like a pen dot. Like if you just put, if you imagine getting a pen and putting a dot on a paper, it would be that small. Yeah. And then it would end up being as big as a 1P coin because that's how much I picked. So th- that skin picking disorder, or it's, it's actually linked for a lot of people to like, um, anxiety which is something that i actually deal with yeah. so for me i found it very frustrating it's because people are like don't pop that spot don't do this you're gonna get scars but this is like bro this is bigger than me yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is actually a mental health thing here and i think that overall when i compare my experience to others and i don't think that's always good to do, to do but when i compare my experience to others i would say i was more on the positive spectrum but i think it's more because i like you was like well this is just me mm. so and, 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 I, and I also find a lot of benefits to socialising and to being out. And the, the, the industry that we're both in, which is the media industry, requires you to have to network. <laughs> it requires you to have to be in places. So I actually have no choice but to be out with my skin. Do you get what I mean? So yeah, it was weird. It was I like... Think that, I think that just shows how mental health shows up in different ways. Mental health is not necessarily I'm in my bedroom, not coming out and that sort of thing, it can also be in that situation where you develop this thing where you're constantly picking your spots. Like, yeah, it just shows up in different ways. Because you know what I used to do, yeah, that I thought worked, which definitely doesn't work. I used to get a spot and then pick it and think, okay, the bump will be lower. So when I now cover the foundation, it will work. But what happens is the foundation just contaminates the spot and the spot comes back. Listen, <laughs> let me tell you, I remember I was going to go on a date and I had this spot. I think the scar is somewhere. It was somewhere here. I picked that spot. I said, before I go out, I, but I get that. I think it even makes sense because the bump is obviously more like harder to cover than if it, at least if it's flat. Yeah. 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 We're okay. We can do some correcting. Like that's fine. Mm -hmm. I picked this spot and just again, made it worse. And that, that scar didn't leave me for years, years, all because of that one moment, which in hindsight, this person probably wouldn't even have noticed it anyway. So, honestly, the things we go through. Yeah. And also, when you actually deep it, you don't want to be with someone who's going to allow that to deter them from being with you because you've got a common spot. Like, in, that, that in reality, obviously, in that moment, it doesn't feel like that. But in oh, hindsight, it's like, why do you yeah. even want to be with someone that would allow that to be a deterrent to being with you when you're so much more than a spot on your forehead? Do you get what I mean? Yeah. But um, I was on the NHS website, yo. And I came across the acne page and it said that 95% of people between the ages of 11 to 30 are affected by acne. And I wanted to ask you, does it shock you? Because of me, I have a Shannon Roberts was very shocked when I heard that. <laughs> yeah, no, I came across that start a while ago. 2019, I had to write an article um, for days, like their beauty um, sections, like a feature all about acne and I came across that statistic and I said ah wow Mm -hmm. but I do want to know when they say acne like the odd because acne essentially is it's about your spots but what there's obviously different like levels of severity it's a spectrum to it right Mm -hmm. so okay like let's let's just weigh this up a little bit but did it shock me at the time I think so it did, but at the, like it, to be fair, if I put like ten, like if I put think of ten people that I know, I think yes, the majority of people do suffer with acne or did suffer with acne 
but maybe not to the degree that I suffered it. Yeah, yeah. So I think the spectrum, I'd wonder what, by then I guess you can't really quantify like severities of acne, like what, just because you had acne for this amount of years or just because you had this amount of spots, like how would they do it? But I think it is more common than we think. I just think, is it a media industry thing? Is it a beauty industry thing of we just don't see it or where we look for our inspiration or our... um, role models it's just the select it's just their selective picking that means that we never really get to see acne in day-to-day normal things or just Mm -hmm. in the magazines or on tv or in these different places so maybe that is what makes us think that it's just like at a time i did think gosh like is it just me one that has this issue like until you go on instagram and step into that whole acne positivity community that you realize it actually is really common Mm -hmm. so yeah and I think yeah they said literally between like 11 and 30 it's true it's it's a common thing but I think there's just a lot of um lack of education about it Mm -hmm. like the gut issue thing the um like hormone stress all of those different things I think people just aren't like people just usually just say like it's just a teenage thing it will pass so why has the 30 year old still got the acne then like there's <laughs> it's so much deeper than that there's so many levels to it um but i think yeah at, at first me anyway like i would just associate acne with like oh it's just a problem that you have like when you're young yeah and it kind of just goes puberty all of that sort of stuff but no 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 like people have to change their whole diet because of acne that keeps going and not just their pillows which is the other thing people used to always want to say. How often do you change your pillows? Are you stupid? Shut oh, up, man. Oh my gosh, yeah. The sort of perception that it's like your lack of like hygiene. Saying. How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? Which growing up black, I'm so sorry. I took very personal. That's so rude. Yeah, no. I, like, But my thing is like, what would make you twist your mouth to say something like that? <laughs> that's, it's so, that's so out of order. So out of order. But you know, we spoke a bit about how the don't pop that spot has contributed to your own journey. But has there anything has there been anything that's like surprised you or that you've learned or that stood out through connecting with different people on your platform? Yeah, oh my gosh. The first thing that comes to my mind is this girl. Can't remember how old she was at the time, but she kept like she was communicating with the page and whatnot and she told me that just because of like the way I was posting my skin so freely, jumping on socials with how many spots, just chatting, encouraging people, sharing my story. I think she was 18. Mm-hmm. And because of Don't Pop That Spot, she said she was confident enough to post her first selfie on Instagram at 18 years mm-hmm. old. And I was just like, so you're t- like, it just made me realise, like, as we said, like people's way they deal with it is so it can be the levels are so different that it's like this girl 18 like you take pictures with your friends you take your selfies all of these stuff and like it's almost like you just took that for granted or like you just assume that that's what all girls are doing but this like she her page was just like she was almost like anonymous and she posted her first ever selfie just because she saw that there was like a fellow other black girl who posts selfies and like I have spots as well. I was just like, I love that. That is so sad. Like obviously I was happy for it, but I was just like, that is so sad. And I just wonder how many other 
people, girls, black girls in particular, are out there thinking that like Instagram is not for them because of the way they look. So that one definitely stands out for me. Yeah, it was really sad. And I hope she's still posting. I've actually like, you know, when like you kind of lose, I don't know if she changed her out or something. But I hope, I hope her page is flooded with selfies because what do you mean? You should be, yeah, she should be contributing to Instagram. Not, I shouldn't let her spot stop her. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, for anyone listening who um, may be supporting someone who's younger than them, a friend, a family, an enemy, you never know, <laughs> whoever it is that they're supporting that has skin concerns or who has acne, they can obviously follow at Don't Pop That Spot. But what other resources do you think would you recommend to people to kind of get education that can be consumed in a healthy way? Right, I would say, yes, obviously start with Don't Pop That Spot. Yeah. (laughs) And explore, like, really explore the hashtags, acne positivity, acne community, all of those different ones. Like, there is an actual online acne community. And, I mean, for the most part, everyone is lovely, sharing tips, sharing their experiences, sharing those. And that's the thing, it's not only just the highlights, it's the showing every step of the way, like their acne experience. So I, from there, I would just delve and delve into it and communicate with these people because there are like some really good things that come out of it. Um, and then other than that, like in terms of actual like businesses and companies, there are some that are actually acne specific. Um, there's quite a few, like the Inky List, are really good in terms of like actual sh- like sharing facts um, and stuff like that and there's also um actual makeup like the first makeup for acne prone skin with acne um like ingredients that are co- helping to combat your acne um, and they're called when life gives you lemons they're really cool um and then in terms of like actual people as well um so there's the i think it's depending on like well if you're black or um, have, just for black people, to be <laughs> fair, um, there's a lot of talk about how GPs don't necessarily cater for black skin. Um, so I would highly recommend um, tapping into the world of like black aestheticians um, or dermatologists, like people that specifically have studied black skin and the differences in terms of the care that black skin needs compared to other races. Um, there's loads of people there's this lady called Deja Ayodele she's been mm-hmm. on like this morning now like and that's another thing I think because of all these things that like, these people are now getting more shine which is amazing and she was literally on this morning the other day which is amazing um, and there's also this girl called Alicia Latte she's amazing um, she has been through acne herself mm-hmm. um, she's had she's had two rounds of Veracutane um, and now she's opened up her own clinic and she's a trained, like, aesthetician as well. She's literally... I think she's finished her studies now, but she actually went into this whole um, industry, which is amazing. And she's coming from a perspective of someone that gets it as well. Um, and she's been super helpful and her page is super helpful. Um, there's also Isida's Gardens. I think they're still called Gardens, or they might be now called Isida's Studio. Um, and the lady who one of the founders Antonia she does like virtual consultations and various different things um, and they're always encouraging people um, in terms of acne specific like 
acne specific sun cream and like oh if you've got oily skin and you don't really want to use a cream and then a sun cream on top of that you can use this sun cream because that kind of doubles up and all these different hacks and just ways to better manage it but again from don't pop that spot through just digging and finding you'll find everything there um because i'm obviously constantly sharing their profiles as well so the internet is not such a bad thing in this sense and it can actually take your skin on a new journey well thank you for joining us on the podcast today Afia. no problem thank you for having me and thank you for giving light to this topic because i think yeah it can be ignored but 95 percent of people <laughs> they have it 30 <laughs> globally go through acne so it's something that should be talked about all the time yeah well thank you guys for listening to this episode don't forget to like share and subscribe and until then stay blackity black black tastic <laughs>Deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.